Hi, good evening. It's December 5th, 2019. We're at the long run at 2452 Sutherland Avenue with the Dead the Engineer. I'm Patrick. I'm Ethan. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, deadhead.engineer865. And tomorrow morning, before your early flight, uh, hopefully, if you get it. Yeah, uploaded. I think I'll probably try to do it tonight so I don't <laughs> okay. have to do it uh, right before my flight tomorrow. Right. So you'll find us on Spotify. We're at the Bliss Home Corner here at Troopers Library. Episode 41, um, 11-5-1971. I know uh, normally I'm like a 1980s guy. Maybe it's just because I was born in 1980. Um, the Felt Forum, which is kind of in Madison Square Garden, but it's below Madison Square Garden. Um, and I don't think it really exists anymore. I was never, it was, it's been called something different. I think it's called like the Hulu Theater now. Um, but, uh, fantastic show. Um, actually a smoking show, uh, backed by Pigpen and Keith Godchow. Donna, almost thankfully, wasn't in the band at that time. So we didn't have her howling. But a hot bertha to open up the show. A fantastic uh, Jack Straw. Casey Jones, Dark Star, Not Fade Away, Johnny Be Good to finish it out. Um, I think it was it was broadcast on WNEW, uh, which I th- I think is still a radio channel that exists in New York City. Uh, so when I was listening to it, uh, and I've listened to it a couple of times, like there's there's a radio broadcast to open up the show, and then they they play some songs, and there's like a cut. And then there's another radio broadcast, like, you know, and so it was really pretty neat. Um, uh, it was a four-night run, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something. And so, um, but definitely a good show, 12-5-1971 at the Felt Forum in Madison Square Garden. Um, check it out. And so we got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we got kind of a special guest and a half uh, sitting in with us. And so we're sponsored tonight by Knoxville Distance Project. Um, you can check us out. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, Knoxville Distance Project. Uh, simple little search. And you'll find me, I guess, uh, or, or our running group. And so, um, Ethan, what's on tap? I'm having a Sam Adams White Christmas. I bought it here at the long run. We now that we have our liquor license or our beer license, we can sell beer. So it's a very festive beer for this time of year. Excuse me, I went unfestive. I uh, got a dogfish head. Uh, I'm not trying to watch my caloric intake, but it's uh, the locale, 95 calories. Uh, slightly mighty. Slightly mighty locale IPA, and so that's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, I bought it here, by the way. And so, like you said, the long run, you can swing over here, and uh, Brad came in here and bought some clothes and some beer and had some pizza. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need. So, um, yeah, pretty much all you need, clothes, pizza, and beer. Um, so, let's talk a little bit this weekend. Um, you're leaving tomorrow to go to CIM. Yep, got an early flight going out to Sacramento. Um, weather... It's CIM is looking maybe not as ideal as it's been in the last couple of years, which is kind of expected. You can't expect perfect weather every year. Um, I think it's not going to be bad for most people. It's going to be like in the 50s. That's, that's uh, warm for me. 
hot, hot for yeah. me. So, so we'll see how it goes. Um, my expectations right now, based on my last month, are kind of low. But I'm going to put myself out there, run with the group, and uh, you know, see what happens. So, Yeah, obviously, you know, you came down with a little bit of a two bugs, you know, a hamstring bug and a, and a, and a sickness bug. Um, the thing that, you know, I, I think that I kind of still um, harp on and rely on is the fact that you've done this over and over and over right. again. And so, um, you know, for you, it, it's, you'll know early on um, whether that's good or bad or indifferent, you know, how you feel, but it's... Um, you know, I, I think I said to you this morning, in a month you haven't gained a whole lot of fitness. But, right. you, but, you know, if you did, you call Doctor Risperd. <laughs> I didn't have time to call no. to get my sports psychology <laughs> yet. So I might have to call him after the race. After the race, uh, to, that's not going to do much good. But because uh, I think I, I don't know if this we're going to put a stamp on it, but you ain't retiring, obviously, just yet. We'll see how Saturday goes. We'll see. We'll see what happens after Saturday. But yeah, we'll. We, you know, the goal. The goal is always is going to be two nineteen flat, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go as long as I can at that pace, and hopefully it's twenty six point two miles. Let's hope so. I mean, I you know I think it goes without saying. You know, obviously my you know I sit here every every Thursday with you, and we run, you know, every single almost every single day together. Uh, Obviously, we're all pulling for you, you know, and so uh, we're trying to wrap this thing up because you got an early flight. Um, but you know, we'll be we'll be watching and paying attention to what goes on um, Saturday morning, Sunday, uh, su- Sunday morning. Excuse me, my days are already messed up. Um, I'm not messed up; just my days are messed up. Um, but so you know, <coughs> hopefully, hopefully things work out um, in your favor. Um, and if they don't, then it'll be an experience, and you'll figure it out. It's happened and, before, and move and on. It'll probably happen again. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we definitely have um, 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 <laughs> we're calling our special <laughs> guest right now, and so um, hold on there one second, sir. Um, so you know. We'll get to our special guest here in one, just one second because we have, we're, we're going to say half a special guest over here sitting on the couch with us at the Bliss Home Corner at Trooper's Library. So um, most people know at this point we have Coach George Watts, who's the director at ETSU uh, for track and field and cross country. And so a couple of, couple of quotes that I'd like to, I know he's going to probably hate me for this. Uh, Dave Mullins, who's the former athletic director at ETSU, said when George was hired, fortunate to have someone with George's experience and background to become the second director, only the second director ever at ETSU in track and field. Uh, This one is actually um, a UTC grad, Nick Kreider, (laughs) if you can remember who that is, coach, said outstanding ambassador for our sport. Always felt support from Coach Watts while I was at Chattanooga. The amount of other text messages that I got from um, uh, Zach Sabatino, Can't Wait, uh, Scotty D. Philippus, About Time, um, 
and a handful of others, people that you don't even know in town, um, texting me saying, when the hell are you going to have Coach Watts on? And so it's taken 41 episodes, but we finally have you on here. Coach Watts, say hi. How's it going, guys? Patrick Eason, I hope you're doing well tonight. Doing pretty good. And, and you know, we're going to get to him in a minute, but we have a special guest hanging out with us for just a minute or two, Mr. Tony Paria. Hey, how are you guys? I'm just here to uh, support Coach Watts. Uh, are you there, Coach? I'm here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, think, I, think he's, I think he's just shot. <laughs> Well, I gotta really be careful what I say. <laughs> say what you want. Say what you want. And so, you know, we're gonna get into a whole couple of things here because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Ethan, actually, not sure if you're aware, Coach, but he's a Northern Virginia guy. I think I heard that somewhere along the way. Yeah, went to Chantilly High School. Chantilly. All right. Well, I don't <laughs> think that was in existence when I was in high school, which means I'm pretty old. Well, so, you know, I was, I told you, you know, we talked earlier, like, Northern Virginia, man, it's a, it's a hotbed. And so the names that kind of rang a lot of bells when I was looking at things were obviously Watts, Michael Manzi, he's another ETSU guy, Jim Hill, who, you know, went to Oregon and, and, you know, Sport Hill, um, Sharif Karee, Alan Webb, Mr. Michael Spooner, uh, <laughs> Leo Degfay, uh, Sean McGordy, and then, you know, my very own, uh, our co-host here, Mr. Ethan Coffey. <laughs> one, one name does not belong on that list. But. <clears throat> what, what, was, what was it about Northern Virginia, though, back in, you know, the 70s up to, the, you know, current time that made such, that was a distance running hotbed? Yeah, that's hard to say, Patrick. I, I, I do know that we were pretty uh, hard-nosed kids back then. And, um, you know, uh, probably in the early 70s, uh, distance running really started picking up there. And I, and I don't really have a, a, a reason for that other than uh, there was just a lot of talented guys throughout the state. And uh, it was always competitive at the state championship level. And, and you always had to be on your toes and ready to run if you were going to beat some of these guys. So it's hard to say. It, it was a uh, it was a fun time. It was a long time ago. I remember some of it. I don't remember all of it. Uh, but uh, you know, I feel like maybe we blazed a little bit of a trail for the, in the seventies uh, for for the people that came after us. Um, and you know, we set a standard, and and of course they elevated that standard to another level. Uh, obviously, with Alan Webb and, and Sharif, and you know, Jim Hill came shortly after me, and you know, we were pretty. Uh, our high school uh, team that we had was pretty blue-collar, pretty hard-nosed, like I said, and, and uh, we had a great coach uh, that uh, got us ready to compete. And, uh, you know, we, we took a lot of pride in representing our high school and, and doing as well as we could. You know, and I imagine, you know, we'll get on to, you know, here shortly about, you know, how you got into coaching, but I imagine with Coach Cook, it, you know, some of that, you know, started with him um, just because – I mean, he, he obviously went on to coach at, you know, George Mason and coached a lot of professional athletes. And then, you know, you went on to, uh, you know, so you're an All-American at, at, in 1977 for Tennessee cross, cross country, 1978 in the indoor three-mile run, your four-time SEC championship. And I guess you're fortunate that they don't run the three-mile rec- three run anymore because you still hold the record uh, in the SEC from 1978. 
Uh, yeah, that was I was doubling back off a mile and uh, uh, where I didn't belong in that in the mile race, but still got fifth. And you know, we ran on on tracks that were literally board tracks that were eleven laps of the mile. So uh, I had a I had a good race that that day in the three mile, and and uh, you know, that was, was a pretty good time back then. It, it it got me into the NCAA championships. Well, you know, I think um, we you know we. Just, Sorry, we have to bring in just one person uh, to say hi here. That's, that people are coming in late, so uh, why don't you do your thing? George, this is Andy. Gee, is this Andy Baxa? This is Andy Baxa, yes. <laughs> well, I guess you showed up for the beer, huh? Ah, uh, well, well, they charge for just beer kid, now, Just so, kidding, uh... just kidding, just kidding. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, we, can't, we can't edit it, so we'll just let it go. No, but. How's the knee? The knee is great. It's Good. great. I'm I'm uh, I'm in no pain and uh, a little stiffness, but it's uh, beats the heck out of what it was like before. So uh, yeah. I gotta say, Andy Andy Baxter was uh, a pretty talented guy. He could probably still go out and do the brown ten in about fifty minutes if he wanted to right now. And uh, I was I I felt lucky that uh, he came back uh, transferred into uh, Tennessee, so I had an opportunity to coach him because he. Uh, time coaching Andy so glad to hear your voice there Andy uh, you're my favorite coach of all time Georgie <laughs> by a long shot well, I I'm going I'm I'm to go on record right now and say he could not do a brown 10 in 15 minutes <laughs> there's no way <laughs> oh gosh well probably not probably not yeah most likely not he, so, is, he is very talented though he is very talented if he only got his at you know his, his shit and gear. I told you it on curse, but that's as, that's as much cursing as we do. Uh, Coach, you spent 26 years at UT. Before moving on to ETSU, you followed Coach Dave Walker, um, who was, you know, by all means, uh, a legendary coach there in Johnson City. Uh, he he kind of put together that Irish Brigade. And, um, you know, from my perspective, you've kind of put together a local brigade uh, Knoxville's kind of became a little bit of a hotbed, if you will, um, uh, between, you know, here in Johnson City. And so tell us a little bit about what's going on at ETSU these days. Well, you know, going back to the, the recruiting part of things, um, uh, as far as whether I recruit out of Knoxville or whether when I was there at Tennessee and now here at ETSU, one of the things that I always truly believed in was uh, to recruit in your backyard and whether that meant state of Tennessee or if it meant up here in Johnson City or or in Knoxville or recruiting kids from those areas I, you know I continue to do that so it's pretty important to me to to have in-state kids come to come to where where we're at and uh you know because there's a lot of talent in the state uh, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of kids that maybe aren't uh, uh quite ready for the college level when they get to school but will develop into some pretty good runners. So I've always believed in, in starting starting in the state of Tennessee and recruiting kids uh, uh, in state and certainly uh, from Knoxville. There's a lot of good runners there and up here in, in uh, northeast Tennessee in the Tri-Cities area. There's there's proven to be some pretty good runners here as well. And, you know, I've got a, a little run on uh, on recruits here from Daniel Boone High School and Science Hill High School that have done quite well and, and are pretty much ready to, I think, step it up a little bit to, to – uh, to an NCA type level, uh, already got Ben Varghese 
uh, who's made it to the NSA championships in cross country the past two years. Uh, you know, already already there, but uh, we've got a good group here, and uh, looking forward to seeing what they're doing. Our women's team is is going to continue and improve. They're a little bit behind the guys at the moment, but uh, going to continue to to, re, to recruit. Now, I I, I I haven't gotten into the in the, in the Ireland yet, uh, like Coach Walker did, but uh, uh, we're we're maybe a step away from that. Maybe getting another Irish kid in here to, to, to maybe get that going again. So looking looking forward to uh, seeing how that uh, uh, how that goes. And uh, uh, but you know, Coach Walker, I was doing I was looking at a couple of stats um, from cross country, especially uh, and from uh, seventy to eighty three, which was really the, the heyday uh, for ETSU uh, in, in distance running. They uh, they made the NCAA championship fourteen years in a row. Eleven of those fourteen were uh, were top eight finishes at the NCAA level with an NCAA runner up. So there's no way I'm going to fill Coach Walker's shoes. Uh, would never would never assume that I could. Uh, but you know, I'll I'll try to I'll try to get get there at least one time uh, and, and and maybe add a add another NCAA qualifier and maybe a top ten team somewhere along the way. Who knows? Uh, but uh, you know, he did some great things and really uh, turned. Johnson City into a uh, you know one of the top running communities in the country and uh, uh, so there was a lot of, a lot of great things that happened while he was here. Well, yeah, uh, I, I feel like on that note we should end it, but I obviously have to uh, you know I'm going to go on a little bit further just because I, I feel like you know um, and I'm keeping this close to my chest. Uh, you know, you sent me your all time list uh, for men and women, and when I look at it. Obviously, it's, it's scattered with, you know, Tennessee guys and unattached guys and guys that ran for Reebok and Adidas, like our boy over here, Tony. Uh, but there's also a ton of ETSU guys in here, too. And so, you know, when I look at it, some of them might have graduated already. Um, but I know, um, you know, over the next couple of years with some of the guys that are coming up here, and I know, you know, you're recruiting outside of Knoxville. It's not like you're just, you know, it, it, it's cool to have a pipeline or, you know, convenient to have a pipeline in Knoxville. But, uh, I mean, I think you're recruiting um, prowess. Uh, you know, you know people everywhere. And, you know, it's like when I was, I told you I was looking at stuff today, it's like the amount of connections that, um, you know, that you have through, you know, some odd, almost whatever, 40 years of, uh, you know, investing in, in, in coaching. Um, you know, it goes from Michigan to Florida to, you know, Long Island. Like, you know, you didn't pluck me out of Long Island. I, I, I found you, thankfully for me. Um, but, you know, it, who knows how many years away you guys are from on, on the men's side uh, from qualifying. But, it looks like based on, you know, what I see here, it's not too far. You know, Ben's got, you know, I mean, he's qualified for two years. He just needs, you know, a supporting cast. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do to get Ben a supporting, give us, give Ben a supporting cast? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Jeez, <laughs> please, man. <laughs> you know, I, we get, we, you're right now. We just have to, uh, we have to be able to uh, think of ourselves. Uh, as being that good, uh, the, the South the South region in general has gotten a lot better. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of schools with international kids, and, and it's really uh, made a, a, a more competitive region.
have to uh, think of ourselves as, as a, a, a top two team. And, and how you do that is you go to you train that way, uh, you live that way uh, in every aspect, and, and you know, and then you show up on the, on that day and, and see if you can get to the NCAA championships. It's not not gonna it's not gonna be easy, uh, but we certainly have the talent, and we've we've got a group of guys that I think will draw other other kids as, as this group I have get ready to graduate in the next couple of years. Uh, at least some people are going to see that we've done some pretty good things, and and we'll get another crew in that they might be a little bit better than the one that we've got, and and uh, so it might not happen with the current team uh, next year, but uh, we're getting closer and closer, and and so we just have to we have to show that we can we can get back to that level, and and I think we're doing that. You know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to call her out, but I'm going to call her out by name. Uh, Lindsey Stallworth obviously was a pipeline from West High to ETSU. And and I know we've had discussions. Uh, I've you know I've I've felt like you know for a year or two. I mean I know she's only a sophomore. That Lindsay could kind of elevate uh, the the women's program at ETSU. And and Catherine obviously Catherine was you know uh, whatever a fifteen thirty or forty five uh, k runner. Maybe she didn't run that when she was at ETSU, but she was she was a fantastic runner in her own right. Uh, at ETSU, and now she coaches the women. Um, but you know, you're get you're, you know you're getting women like like Lindsay and, and I you know I, I'm call me I'm biased, but uh, you know you get a couple more women like Lindsay, and you know the the women might you know soon match the men's uh, you know where the men are going. Well, that's certainly the goal, and and you know Lindsay has kind of uh, uh, blazed a trail for this this group or this uh, this era of kids that we've got here. You know, Lindsay. I tell, I tell a lot of people that Lindsay is one of the most dedicated, if not the most dedicated distance runner I've ever been around in college. Um, she does everything right. And she, you know, she was basically, what, a 19-minute approximately 5K runner in, in high school. I think she ran 1845, uh, and, actually, but yeah. Well, well, I don't know who her coach was, but I guess that's pretty good. Um, but, you know, she, her freshman year, she ran in the 1730s. Uh, she qualified last year, her sophomore year, really. She she ran 932 or so for uh, for a 3K. Uh, she ran 16 low 1620s, qualified for the NCAA regionals in a 5K, and uh, in, in her first 5K ever. Uh, so yeah. she's you know she's she's shown and proven that you don't have to be you know the greatest high school runner uh, coming out of school uh, to to develop pretty quickly into a pretty darn good runner. And she uh, you know it's not not she's not being overcoached. Coach Lane Catherine has done a great job. Uh, with our women, and they like they like Catherine a lot, and she she understands them very well, and and you know uh, from a point of view that she she was a runner herself and a very good runner, like you said, I think she was probably closer to fifteen twenty uh, for a five k uh, professionally, uh, just making a, just missing uh, making an Olympic team as well, uh, but uh, Catherine's done a great job, and and we're going to get a little bit better group of runners in this year recruiting wise, and and we just got to keep. Uh, keep uh pushing that uh level up a little bit each year uh and and get better as we go and, and i think uh, Lindsay's, you know Lindsay's a great leader and has proven that it can be done well you know yeah i mean that's nice to hear you know since i worked her for for a little while um you know i think that i don't know how we it's kind of like a blunt segue into um just looking at the history, and so let's just talk about, you know, we've talked about, um, 
you know, the time you spent here in town and the good things that are going on at ETSU. I mean, when you first got there, y'all were in the Ace Sun, and now you're in the SoCon. Uh, and obviously, you know, you have, you know, uh, you got to compete with Furman and, and Wofford get, you know, they have some pretty good women, if I'm not mistaken, right? And so, um, you know, but, you know, you're, 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 you're close to competing for conference championships every year. Uh, in Johnson City at ETSU, um, but to talk about, um, I think, the all-time list, um, you know, when you look at it, you got Jose at 45.76 on the 400. You got, um, well, let's skip over the 600 because it's got Jose again. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> it's got him on the 800 too. 143.97. Uh, the thousands got Jabri at two twenty three eleven. The fifteen hundred three thirty five. Uh, the mile run three fifty five. Anthony again. Uh, Anthony again on the three thousand. It's like th- this. This is a list of eight seventeen in the three k. I will say uh, I sit third uh, on the ten thousand meter list at twenty eight thirty eight seventy two. Um, and I, I would have almost made your list in the 3K, and I would have been right ahead of Bobby Holcomb on the 5K list. I just want to put that out there. Just imagine no, if you had coached Bobby, Ethan. Bobby's listening. <laughs> Bob, he'll listen tomorrow. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, the, the thing that I kind of wanted to go in a, in a direction is, like, from a historical standpoint, like, you know, you've coached all these champions, um, you know, in, in different uh, – you know whether it's SEC or a SoCon, um, uh, multiple Olympians. Uh, this all-time record list that you've compiled uh, is—I don't know. You know, and I got Tony sitting across from me right now. Like, I don't know that anybody could hold a candle to this. And so, um, speak a little bit about this list, which I will take this list home with me. It won't stay here. I promise you that. Everyone's already gotten pictures of it, so. <laughs> but it, it's obviously taken a lot of hard work um, over, you know, you know, almost 40 years. So speak a little bit about this list. Well, you know, I, I, I like lists. I like stats of that, of that nature. This is obviously just a list of athletes that I've coached. Um, but let, let me, before I, before I talk about that, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of other coaches that have uh, have have athletes that have ran these times, so I don't think I'm in, in any kind of unique group. Uh, uh, and the other thing is, I do want to say, when it comes to coaching, there's a lot of really good coaches out there. Uh, the gurus, I don't know if there's really any guru out there. Uh, they don't necessarily, the really great coaches don't necessarily uh, come from the, uh, the larger schools, SEC schools, uh, Big Ten, wherever. Um, there's a lot of good coaches in high school. There's a lot of good coaches in junior college, D3, D2. They're all over the place. So, uh, you know, uh, they may not have the uh, level of athlete uh, that I might have I've coached, uh, you know, currently or in the past. But there's plenty of good coaches out there. And uh, they, they, I'm sure their lists are just as impressive to their athletes uh, as maybe mine is uh, to the athletes I've coached. Um, no. So uh, yeah. uh, the list, list itself is... <laughs> Yeah, no one's arguing the fact that, you know, I mean, I could put together a list and it'd probably include like three athletes, on, but 
to look at the list, though, I, I think, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder could look at this list and see how impressive it is. And so... Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good list. It's a yeah, good list. It's, it's got, a really uh, good list. Awesome list. So, hey, Tone, got the, Tone's going to speak yeah. up for just one minute before we get to our next question. So listen to what Tony has to say. No, um, okay. it's, um, it's a great list that spans all the way from the... I guess what um, late '80s to the '90s, all the way up to just current. I mean, so it's not just a coach that has, you know, produced a few really, really good hot athletes. This is, this is, this is the reason why my son is running with you, is because you have done it for so long and you've been so consistent. And yes, there are coaches that have great lists, but the consistency is something that you know makes me as a parent and as a fan make me feel a lot better about having my son there. Well, well he's that, done a good job. And that's to me, to me to me that's what what stands out really is first of all the the dates, you know, like Tony said it goes, you know, all the way back to the 80s and then obviously the length. Like so you have you have these cutoffs that are you know, several of them, all, almost all of them are faster than my personal records. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's dozens of names on these lists, sometimes probably, you know, 50 plus names. So, it's, I mean, it just, it just shows a huge body of work that's just, I don't know, it's, it's pretty impressive. I me. will forever be in front of Andy Baxter, though, in, <laughs> in the 5,000 meters. And the 10K. Uh, and the 10K, well, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so... But I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately still behind uh, Zach Sabatino. So my 140171 will always be one spot in front of your 140351. So I like that fact. Um, both at Penn Relays. I did notice. I did notice no marathon times on there though. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, well, a, yeah. that's a bit of a hole in your resume there. <laughs> well, come on, George. <laughs> Well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll, I'll say it, it's not a it's not a hole because I am obviously it's not an NCAA you know sanctioned event. They don't run the marathon at the NCAA championships. But when you know, which my time was shit, so we won't we'll we'll take my that as an outlier. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't coach him, but and so, or coach didn't. But so when you when you look at. Uh, like, you could take my half marathon time, and that would trump all y'alls. So <laughs> then if you want me to go on a pedestal. So, Coach, I think, when you know, if you put the, if you, you know, plug in the marathon and the half marathon, I mean, Anthony ran 61 minutes, you know, when you were coaching him in New York, and T. Will ran 211-whatever, 30 or whatever in Chicago. Uh, and so, uh, so many, I, I think the thing that, people forget at least here in our neck of the woods is that um, so many of the principles that we apply in our own training daily like you kind of set them in stone a long time ago and everybody thinks they're reinventing the wheel <laughs> but really we're not <laughs> um, right. and well, so you know you got, you got to take a little bit from from you know different people and and uh, apply it to where you're at and and uh, and hope it works. You know, I, I I got a lot of what I did from Stan Huff, my college coach, and, and my high school coach John Cook. So, you know, that uh, I learned a lot from them. And and uh, so, a lot of what I do or certain ideas that I, that I have are, are a result of, of what I learned from them. So I guess it just keeps going on. You know, to the next to the next 
man, you, now you make me feel kind of old, actually. That's the, well, I mean, you are almost 40. <laughs> I am almost 40. Yeah, I'm getting close there. Uh, but, I mean, that's the way, you know, that is the way that, at least from my perspective, I, I approach it. Like, you know, um, when, when people ask me, like, you know, why choose this workout or why we're going to this race versus, you know, versus another race and it's just that's the way we're going to do it and I, and I, I don't know, I, Ethan and I kind of, we probably agree on too many things but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, even though you didn't coach Ethan, a lot of the same, you, Ethan would have been a really good project for you actually because <laughs> uh, he would have probably eaten up all the all the distance, like all the all the strong, the, the strength stuff, the mileage stuff, like really would have been a, you know, probably, you know, would have been a good thing. I mean, he he's he's found his own way. He's you know run two nineteen and change, and he's going to head out to California here in tomorrow uh, and try to give it another run uh, at CIM. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing just because I think. Um, Everybody thinks they reinvented the wheel, but everybody's just kind of, um, you know, putting different twists on things. And, and obviously, my, my, my twist on it, like, you know, it, I'll take a wheel. You know, if, like, you're the center of the wheel, there's, like, Coach Huntsman and Coach Brown and, and Coach Cook because it's like I, I, I'm able to take all these different aspects of it and apply it to, to what I think, at least for, you know, the, the people that I work with, uh, but you're the center of my wheel, man. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, one one of, one of the things you got I got to mention uh, when it comes to you know all these great athletes, uh, you know they're great athletes for for you know a couple of reasons. One is their work ethic. Number one, if you, you got to have the work ethic, um, and you know if you don't have that, then you don't you don't have a chance. And and then you got to have a lot of desire. You got to have desire to be great. You gotta you got to think of yourself as a great athlete. You want to be an Olympian? Uh, you've got you've got to have desire to be that way, and you've got to you got to come to practice every day. Uh, you know, ready ready to train. Whether it's an easy day or a hard day, you don't come to practice. You know, complaining. Uh, you you, uh, you you if you're having a bad day, you know the champions don't show it, and they still go out there and get get the job done. And then you know your day to day lifestyle. Uh, you take care of yourself. If you eat right, you you know you, you stay hydrated. All those little things that that kids get tired of hearing about. That's really what makes the big difference. And so so those three things come into play. Uh, any any Olympian I ever coached, they all had those attributes. And you know it was much easier to coach those guys uh, because they knew what they wanted and and they went after it and, and didn't let anybody get in their way. And uh, Tony was certainly one of those guys. Yeah, he was. Uh... Definitely. Oh yeah, and talent. Talent has something to do with it too. Yeah, oh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have the other three first. Yeah. So hey, before we get into our bell lap, so I think you know the thing that we had talked about over the last couple of days. So, you know, your all-time list is, you know, hands down fantastic. I want to ask you your all-time four by eight list. Okay. So I'll give you a minute to think about that while I speak, and then. Ethan and I were talking about this this morning because we weren't even sure. Your all-time cross-country top seven. So who's the all? Who is your all-time four by eight list? Um, 
and you know the, the top four that they're there, but we want reasons for. I, I would like to hear reasons for your four by eight, and then the top seven cross country. That's a lot of guys. Just go with with, with what you know, with what you want there. Okay, all right, I'm gonna throw a curveball back at you on this four by eight thing. Uh, I knew you're gonna ask me that question, so I got to thinking about that a little bit, and, and I, I thought, what if we put three teams out there? Who would I lead off? Who would run the middle legs? And who would anchor? All right, so certainly uh, the three anchor guys would be Tony. Mark Sylvester and Paul Cross. Now, Mark Sylvester and Paul Cross better hope that they have a pretty good lead <laughs> if they were going to hold off Tony. Um, you know, but the thing about relays, it isn't necessarily always the, the guy that runs the fastest open. You know, there, there's some special athletes out there that, that just know how to run on a relay. And I'm, it might not be one of the top guys that I have on my list that I would put on my relay. Uh, and, and, you know, because you know, something like that, your leadoff legs are really important. And, uh, you know, one of the guys that, uh, that I would put on the leadoff leg uh, would be Tim Pitcher. He was more of a miler, uh, and he's on my list, but he was, you know, as a, he, was, he ran that, that time post-collegially. But, but Tim would have been a pretty darn good leadoff leg because he would put you in the race. Um, then uh, uh, Thomas Miller, who's, who's an ETSU guy, uh, he would be on, the re- on one of those relays. Um, Which leg? Dart. Well, Thomas would probably run uh, probably a third leg. I don't know. I'd, I'd put him on third leg. Adrian Wheatley would be another guy that I'd put on probably a third leg. Uh, Yari Kincaid, who is really one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I, I don't, no offense to anyone else, but because uh, uh, Yari was a 48 relay guy. He'll, he'll swear he ran 47 point, but I never timed him in that. But, but the guy knew how to kick. Uh, he, he could kick with the best of them, and, and he wasn't necessarily the, the best, fastest all-out kind of guy. Uh, Jabri Harris would be on that. He would be one of my leadoff legs most likely. So uh, who else I'd put in there? You know, I have to think a little bit more about that. But uh, uh, Mike Moran, who was a, was a miler and only ran 150, but that guy could run a relay as well as anyone. He did, he did a great job. Uh, one year on a DMR, but the DNCA championships and the conference championship, and it really was the reason uh, uh, we won the conference championship uh, as much as anyone on that on that team. Uh, and uh, uh, the NCAA championships, he ran. I think he split two fifty four. Uh, so uh, he he was a pretty good eight hundred meter runner. He just never had a, a chance to do a lot of uh, a lot of eight hundreds uh, in college. Um, you know. Uh, Couple other guys, Joe Joe Franklin would be pretty good. John Mundy uh, would would run a great relay leg as well. So it's as much as much about a, a guys that, that have that team mindset uh, and go out there on relays and run and run really well. But uh, it would it would be interesting to see what the leadoff legs would do, where they would put their teams, and and then uh, who could who could uh, break it open a little bit to keep Jose from you know tracking them down. <laughs> All right, and so to wrap it up, because yeah, that that's. I mean, you didn't name everybody on your list, but you did throw us a curveball. Uh, top seven. This might there ain't there is no multiple top sevens. Who's your top seven cross country? Good God! All right, let's see here. Um, uh, well, I put Cozy Tony Cozy in there. Cozy. Um, all right, Zach Sabatino certainly. Sabatino. Uh, but I've got you know as I got my cross country list here. Um, uh, so uh, uh, I would I would. Uh, Probably go with Doug Ellington as well. Okay. Stuart Ellington. That's okay. four. Um, 
got to go with Patrick Gilday. <laughs> just, you don't have just, to, you know, but it, I'll, I'll well, take it. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. To, I'm going. To, I'm, I'm, I'm number five, so I'll take that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, number five. Ben Varghese. Okay. And, uh, you know, Andy Baxter wasn't bad <laughs> when he wanted to be good. All right, we're going with Andy then. Andy Bax and Ryan Demers uh, would be be, uh, they'd be battling it out. I just talked to Ryan today, actually, so I'll be sure to send him that message. uh, um, Todd wasn't too bad. Well, but yeah, we talked. Yeah, yeah, I I could name some of those other guys that I I assisted in coaching, but Doug Doug was uh, was coaching Todd throughout college. I always I give him the credit for that, but uh, yeah, Todd would be. Would be probably the top guy if you included, Obviously. you know, some of the guys while I was an assistant at Tennessee. <laughs> so, well, Glenn Morgan, I, he was pretty good. That's but, uh, quite the Christmas gift. I don't know that I could have anything top that number five on uh, Coach Watts's top seven uh, all-time cross-country list. And the fact that I'm two spots in front of Andy Baxa makes it even better. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, on a given day, Andy could kick your butt, too. Oh, oh he kick on. my ass. Oh, tomorrow he'll probably kick my ass in the morning. <laughs> um, so, Coach, uh, I think everybody here wants to say thank you so much. Me, obviously, thank you so much for everything that you've given me. Um, uh, Tone. Man, thank you, G. You bet. Uh, hey, Tony, I, uh, Miguel was in the office. I was... I, made a copy of this list and um, you know some of the guys were in there and they, he looked at it and said oh you got a lot of 148 guys on there I said well you better you're going to be on that list uh, in that 148 range pretty quickly so be ready yeah but, no uh, I, I have absolutely no doubt and um, you know just uh, there's very very I mean you know like part of the reason was there's very few coaches that know how to coach the 4 and the 8 and uh, you do so um, he's really really happy to be there I talk to him almost every day and uh and um, I'm I, I'm very excited, very excited. And uh, he might you. be pulling and out a four point out this semester as well. Okay, and thank you for finally posting the schedule, so now I, I can go ahead and start start just planning my days because I've been looking at that thing every day. <laughs> uh, we we look forward to seeing you there, Tony. Coach Andy Baxa, number seven. I love you. <laughs> seven or eight. Seven or eight, depending on your. Day. Hey man, uh, yeah, oh, you man. Could be number one, Andy. Don't, Dude, don't, yeah. Uh, uh, man, don't I have so many fond memories. I, m- I miss our time together. I can't wait till I get to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, love it. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach. Hi, man. Hi, Coach. Kick some butt, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> P- appreciate it. We'll. Uh, Next time, you know, people were asking whether you're going to be here on the couch, and unfortunately you're not. But uh, next time, when, when you're passing through town, whatever you're doing, you need to hang. You know, you need to hang out here with us on the couch, and actually maybe have a beer or a glass of wine. Get you a Heineken. I'll, uh, I'll. Let's not go that far just yet, but I'll, I'll come <laughs> hang out on the couch. We try to keep a PC, that. but hey, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll get this thing posted. You can uh, put it to. I think you do the tweeting thing, and uh, you could have Hassan help you out with the Spotify and make sure that recruits can see it, and um, you know maybe it'll show what a cool guy you are. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, and, and, and ultimately, and ultimately, what a great freaking coach you are. So, well, I appreciate it. I've had a good time, and maybe we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll try to. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate All it, right. man.
Patrick, Ethan, thank you. Tony, Andy. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good one. See you soon. See you, man. All right, bye. Well, there we go. The myth, the man, the legend. We'll wrap it up on... He's so nice now. Right? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Language. Language. And there we go again. Okay. Uh, all right. Wrapping it up with the Andy bell. The yes. Yeah. Right. Wrapping it up with the bell lap um, at the Bliss Home Corner at Troopers Library. Today we die a little. Talk about it. Yeah. Dude. So the, today's book is "Today We Die a Little" about Emil Zadipek, um, which you know most people who have who are students of the history of the sport, I guess, have heard of Zadipek is the, the great Czech runner who basically. Uh, some people think he, he invented uh, interval training, um, which isn't really true. If you read the book, he, he revolutionized it, though. Um, and he won, um, he's famous for in the 1952 Olympics, he won the 5K, the 10K, and the marathon, and his first yep. ever marathon. Right. Um, and uh, his, he set world records in all those events, and uh, obviously his, his records didn't stand that long. Um, but the book was... was not quite as as interesting a read as the boys in the boat, which I talked about right. a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. Um, as far as it was kind of it was kind of more dry and based on historical records because you know he lived in Czechoslovakia, which was uh, when it existed a communist country, and so their their records were uh, somewhat hard to come by sometimes. Um, but I, the the just the the, tr- the the training he did. When I say he revolutionized, oh, it's insane. When I say he revolutionized interval training, he did four hundreds every day. So there was uh, before one of the his Olympics, there was I think two weeks laid out, and it was um, forty by four hundred, fifty by four hundred, thirty by four hundred, a hundred by four hundred, sixty by four hundred, just every day, and he would do about a hundred to one hundred fifty meters jog in between each four hundred. So and he didn't really time himself he was just running hard as hard as he could all the time and so it was basically just like okay today I'm going to run 100 by 400 as hard as I possibly can and turned out when he got to races nobody could beat him because no one was running like that and yeah. obviously people took those what he was doing and moderated it a little bit um, but you know the the kind of interval training that we do now is a lot of it a lot of it is based on you know what he learned and what he taught people um, back in the 50s so it's a it's a really interesting book it, uh, the first half is basically about his his running and then the second half is kind of more political about after you know the yeah. fall, fall of communism and stuff like that but um yeah quite was, the humanitarian that he was, he was. He, there's a lot of good stories about you know he he gave his gold medal away yeah um uh one of his gold medals away and uh you know there's there's a lot of a lot of good stories everyone has a lot of good things to say about him. So I think it can, the book can, uh, you know, not teach you, but you know, at least inform you of what he did, you know, as a runner. But then can kind of, uh, you know, not that I'm a really good person. I'm a really terrible person <laughs> most of the time. But it can really kind of. He seemed like a pretty good guy, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, based on all the crap that he had to endure and go through. Uh, he still woke up and half the time ran in army boots and, you know, different, probably backpacks ran and different things. Ran with his things. wife on his back on a yeah. few occasions. Like, I don't know if that's folklore <laughs> or not, but uh, it, it probably happened. And so I think, um, you know, some of 
you know, like we were just talking to Coach Watts, like some of the some of the stuff that those guys are doing in the seventies was probably because of what uh, Emil Zatopek was yep. doing, you know. You know. And, you know, talking about re- not having to reinvent the wheel and, you know, that's everything's built on everything that came before. So, right. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting, interesting read. Yeah. Um, I'll read it in, in, in its entirety one day. All right. At some point. It's available for, for checkout here at the long run. <laughs> it is available. And so, yeah, we, we thank everybody. Uh, we thank Tone for coming in and hanging out. Katie for coming in and hanging out. Mother Runner. Uh Mr. Andy Banks are coming in. I'm so glad that I'm in front of you and all those records. Uh, I'm Patrick, the Deadhead. I'm Ethan. And we'll see you next week. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting ready for the Christmas rush. Yep. Yeah. We'll so, have, we'll have uh, uh, Mike from John G come in and talk about some, some of the stuff they do. Should be cool. We'll see you. Yep. <laughs>